Hey there, Nicole from Hair of the Dog, and today we have Heather back on the podcast, and we are talking all about momentum, how to keep the momentum going after a break, or what to do if you're like me and you lose momentum like periodically when you don't have a hard deadline. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about all the things. So unless you are motivated like 100% of the time and never have a problem figuring out what to do next and jumping back in your business, well, if that's you, you don't need us. But if you're human you're going to want to listen to this episode. Enjoy. Welcome to the Hair of the Dog podcast. If you're a pet photographer ready to make more money and start living a life by your design, you've come to the right place. And now, your host, pet photographer, travel addict, chocolate martini connoisseur, Nicole Begley. Hey, everybody. Nicole here from Hair of the Dog. And we are back for another week with the one, the only, drum roll please, Heather Lotton. Hey, Heather, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I am so happy to be here. And I actually want to dive right in. Is that okay? Oh my gosh. I mean, (laughs) yeah, we don't like, I mean, anyone that's been through my trainings knows that I don't like to waste time. So um, yeah, we dive right into it. So (laughs) let's do it. I would like to ask your opinion on something. I'm just very interested to hear your thoughts. Last week, I taught photography at our local community college, and I had an exceptional young student in my class. She was 16 years old, so you have to actually get special permission from your guidance counselor to take my class. And she asked me afterwards about starting a photography business. And she, oh gosh, you know, in the 16-year-old way, said... Do I, what do you think about me getting a college degree in photography? Is that necessary? No. How would you respond to that? Um, I would say, I actually, it would be the same response that I think my parents gave me when I said I wanted to go to college for like equestrian studies. (laughs) That uh, it may be a good minor or a good, you know, something else, but. I personally, I would look at going to college for something that can give you a little bit more fall back on. But I say this as someone that doesn't use my college degree at all anymore. I mean, I went right. to college for animal vet science, which I did use for my first 13 years of my career as a zoo, zoological animal trainer. Like I needed that. So yeah, man, that's a tough one. But the fact of the matter is you do not need a photography education to run a very successful photography business. Correct. That's that's precisely what I told her. I mean, if if I'm just answering the question, is it necessary? No, it is not necessary. I told her I did not have a college a college degree. I do have two college degrees. I did not I do not have a photography degree, and in fact, most of the photographers I work with do not have that, and some don't have a college degree, and that's totally fine. Do you have to go to college? Question. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, no, you don't. No. You don't. I mean, you you look at anyone, I mean, an electrician, any of the trades, you can have a very lucrative career starting your own business, doing that, or even just working for someone else. You're paid very well, but like you could actually have a very, very, very profitable career starting in electric plumbing, any of the those trades, businesses, and and then being a fairly decent business person. By that I mean answering your phone and calling people back, um, <laughs> which is coincidentally or not coincidentally the same with photographers that refuse to answer their phone. But anyway, yes. I digress. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I didn't want to uh, influence her 
one way or the other. I want her to make her, yeah, I want her to make her own decisions and I want her to consult her parents, obviously. And I said that, but in my mind, I'm thinking, oh man, no. I'm like, she's 16. I think she's a junior in, in high school. She's taking some pretty decent photos. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, how about you invest in the Flourish Academy and I'll get you to six figures next year before you graduate high school. Like, how about that? And then, and then you can make as much as you want in the years after that. No, I did not say those things. I did tell her to <laughs> take a look at the Flourish Academy. But I said, you need to discuss this with your parents and figure out what's best for you. If, if you go to college because you want to and you can afford to and you like to learn, that's great. I would get a degree in entrepreneurship. Do they and, have degrees in entrepreneurship? Uh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I don't know that they did when we were in college back yeah. in the dark ages, but yeah. now, yeah, now I mean, they do. My daughter actually took entrepreneurship classes in middle school. Wow. Which was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's impressive for sure. So uh, anyway, that was actually not our topic for today, but I was just curious what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So yeah, what we are going to talk about today a little bit is we're in the midst of what people like to call the holiday season. <laughs> they do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is that time between American Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I mean, quite frankly, we put our trees up. We're recording this. It's November 9th. This is getting released on December 6th. So we would have already eaten all the turkey and all the pumpkin pie and all of the delicious things, and wearing the elect- elastic pants. Right. I said electric pants. That would not be, that would not be the same. <laughs> no, no electric pants. No. Um, so anyway, and I, I think one of like two things happens. That, you know, our fall's busy. And even if you're at, not at a place in your business yet where your business is really busy in the fall, man, life gets like foot on the gas this part of, of the year with, um, you know, just all your responsibilities with extra parties, which are fun. Um, you know, they're just shopping Christmas. What are we doing? What's going on? Like if you have kids, there's 8,000 things going on on top of that. You know, whether you have dogs at home too, that, I mean, right now, actually, Cammy is now crying right here. She's about to start her little howling because I'm not talking to her. And, um, she, Yesterday, my husband's like, you know, we should probably put all the Christmas ornaments up on the tree a little bit higher because she's probably going to eat them. I'm like, no, they're big round ornaments. She wouldn't do that. Today, she has destroyed one, destroyed two, and then I heard her get the third one off the tree after, by the way, the second and third one was after I thought I put them up high enough that she could no longer reach them. Uh Uh-oh. She's trouble. Yes. Hold on, here she goes. One second. You're not kidding. Okay. All right. Anyway, she used to do this when she thought nobody was home. Just recently, she started doing it in other parts of the house and then coming into my office under my desk to finish her howling and staring at me. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is, we're not going to play this game. So no. anyway, my apologies if any of your eardrums got blown out there. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's been challenging. My whole point of this whole long story is that it is a super busy time of year. 
And a lot of people lose momentum over the holidays because they take some time off over Christmas and they were so busy maybe focusing on all the things needed to get done for the weeks leading up to that. And quite frankly, they get tired and they then it's sometimes harder to jump back in to working on your business after the holidays are done. And you're just like, where do I even start? Where do I go from here? And because you're out of the habit of working on your business, it becomes so much harder to jump back into those routines. So that is exactly the issue we're talking about, Nicole. So momentum is so important in a business. When you start to get a client, a couple of clients, and you're shooting, you feel really good, you get in a groove, you edit, everything is great. Momentum, I picture it like a steam train. You know, when it is sitting, it takes a lot of energy to get it moving. But once it's moving, it's very, very difficult to stop it. So I actually capitalize on momentum. I mean, I use it in my favor throughout the year in my business. But let me describe to you a scenario that happened to me year after year after year, because I am in fact, super slow to learn. I would take off time around the holiday season. So that's typically I would take off a week or two around Christmas, because it's Christmas and I want to spend time with my family and I want to relax, but I can't, but I'd try. And then I would come back in January and I would feel so defeated. Like, I don't even know where to start. I was just frustrated. I would sit at my desk and I would do busy work or maybe edit something. Well, all the editing was done. The clients were taken care of. Where do I even start? And it just felt awful. So again, this happened year after year until I finally decided one year to create a momentum plan. So a momentum planning session is something that we are going to be doing together. Oh, do you want to talk about that? So we're going to talk about this concept, but coming up, we're going to hold a special class around this. We sure are. So December's podcast party is going to be a momentum training theme. We are actually going to be holding this free training for you guys at um, noon on Jan... Nope, not January. That'll be too late on <laughs> December 15th, um, which is a Thursday on December 15th at noon Eastern. And that is our Hair of the Dog podcast party. But the podcast party theme is this free momentum training. You guys aren't going to want to miss it. Uh, You've delivered this training before, right? I have. So I have a worksheet for you and everything. Of course I do. But you know, as with many trainings that I create, it is 100% out of necessity to save me from myself. (laughs) That's how it started. So I created the training several years ago, but last year I formalized it and I delivered it to Elevate. And I want to make a note here that one of the things that makes Elevate, unlike any other photography business growth program, is that we spend time on things like this. I mean, of course, we have training videos and checklists for pricing and marketing and establishing your business, but none of that matters if you can't get any crap done. I mean, right? So I actually created a module inside of Elevate called Breakthrough Training. Things like leveling up your business, cultivating resilience to push through rejection, finding creativity in your business, exploring your money challenges, et cetera. You get the idea. Momentum planning was one of them. And in fact, one of our new elevators said to me last week, 
maybe the week before, that she was blown away by how much awesomeness was in Elevate because she had no idea it was that robust. Like, so mm-hmm. I'm thinking now we need to do a better job of <laughs> marketing the breakthrough training because it's it's pretty impactful. So that's that's where I created this momentum planning. Also, I just want to add, just to brag on these elevators for a second, that five people within three weeks of joining Elevate had their largest sales ever, ranging wow. from, listen to this, ranging from $1,500 up to $8,500. And let me tell you something, it was not because they finalized their price list or created a new website. It was because of the breakthrough training. Yeah. Very, very important. Okay. So what awesome. I decided- Congratulations, guys. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? I mean, we're getting um, in the Elevate group, we're getting a win um, multiple times a week on, hey, you guys won't believe this. I just had my biggest sale ever. I feel like I want to throw up, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> In a good way. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like exploring issues. Um, last week, we were talking about guilt over raising your price. Actually, would you make a note? Let's schedule an episode on that, on money and pricing and guilt and all. Okay. So, but this momentum planning, this training came up because I saw so many people with so much momentum. Actually, it's one of two things. You alluded to it. One is either they're they're burnt out because they had a crazy fall and they... They maybe hit a wall and they have a meltdown or they just they just need some time off or they have a lot of momentum in their business and they don't want time off, but they have to take time off. I personally feel like I was always forced, <laughs> like yes. as if the holidays made me because, you, you know, you have to spend time. Oh, OK, whatever. And then I, we would come back and I would it would seriously. OK, now that I think about this, it wasn't just like it took me a day to get back on track. I mean, it took at least a week, if not weeks, for me to get back into the swing of things. Because because again, this is a steam train, right? And it was dead stopped. I wonder, have you had this? Or how do you manage, not just holidays, because this was not, I called it momentum planning for holidays and vacations. You travel. How do you manage this? So I don't have this particular problem. I'll tell you where I run into my low momentum. I take time off, I go away and I always come back like ready to dive in with like 8,000 things. I get the clarity on the projects and I'm like chomping at the bit and I'm like all hands on deck, I'm in. So this has not been a challenge for me. What is a challenge for me is when I don't have deadlines. Oh, And then I find myself sitting at my desk all day, like doing this, doing that. And then I get mad at myself, be like, dude, if you weren't going to do any work, just take the damn day off. Yeah, <laughs> like, <right. laughs> like, why do you insist on sitting there messing around with little things when you're not actually doing any important work? Um, and it's because I have too much time to get things done. But yet I like to work. But yet I also like to like not work sometimes. I actually do like sure. to take the day off. Right. So, that that becomes my my challenge. Can this momentum training me help me there? <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose it can. I mean, you know what your issue is. So yeah. what you need is some type of external accountability. Mm-hmm. So there yeah. are some people that are driven by internal accountability, actually pretty rare. Uh, I'm one of them. I know this because I, I've studied it. And some people need more external accountability. Now, that does not mean a person. That does not yeah. mean you need me saying, Nicole, you need to be getting these things done. It means you need to set up and you love systems. 
you love process. You need to set up some type of system that forces you into accountability. It's things like a great example is a deadline. Obviously, if you have a deadline, yeah, Yeah. then you're, you know. Which has actually forced me um, recently because I've been, you know, I've been talking about like um, the revamp for the Academy for a long time of like, I have these ideas. I can teach this so much more streamlined. I can rearrange this in such a more streamlined way. I want to build out all the like craft pillars um, you know, because when I created the Academy a couple of years ago, it was like taking things that already existed and putting them together. But now I'm like, I see this vision to really create a one, one success path all the way through from craft to business. And I've been talking about this for a long time. You have. And in, it's because it's such a huge project, right? It is. That there's always, I'm always like, oh, well, I have to get over this next project hump and then this next project hump. So it was never like forced to take center stage in my calendar until now, you guys, I haven't announced the date publicly yet until right now. <gasps> right gonna now, do we're going to do it. I have set the date public or set, set the date internally for my own and with my team. So it's not just my internal accountability. It's I told my team, hey, this is the date, <clears throat> February 15th that we are releasing the upgraded new Academy and it's going to be freaking incredible. Um, But just that of putting a date to it. And then I like worked backwards and I'm like, well, it's November. That's three months, but it's, it's going to go really fast. Especially because one of those months is December. (laughs) Right. Right. It's not actually three months in terms yeah. of weeks because of the holidays. Well, this is fantastic. And that was that was something you recognized you needed to do in, in order to hold yourself accountable is set mm-hmm. a date. So yep. in your case, yeah, it's uh, you work better with a little bit of stress mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. some deadlines. So you need to figure out ways to put pressure on yourself. So there, problem solved. Yep. Yep. I yep. also need to, I think that's one of the reasons I love to travel so much too, because that's the easiest way that I can like unplug and actually be present and not think about work. I'm still thinking right. about work, but I'm not actually right. working. Um, right. Because when I'm at my house, like my office is right here. It's like the siren song of like, oh, for sure. Come, come, come sit work, down at Nicole. your desk and yeah. do some work. <laughs> I, I, that's funny. I have that same siren here. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, they're like, just come sit down and plan some things. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be okay. You know, there's also another side to this, and that is some people, lo- okay. You and I love to work, like straight up love it. Yeah. But there are some people that work a lot because they don't trust themselves. And I I actually Mm -hmm. have a little bit of this where like you're asking yourself or you're saying, oh, well, I should be working on more. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. The shoulds shoulds will kill you because there's implied shame there. Because when you say I should do it, but you're not, then what does that Mm -hmm. say about you? So be very careful with that word. But when you're jumping around thinking that what you're saying is, I don't trust that I'm working on the right things. So Mm. if you trusted yourself that you are working on the right things at the right time, you would have little to no stress or anxiety about your business. This is the truth. If you are feeling anxious about your business, it's because you don't know if you, you don't know if you're doing it right, even though there's no right or wrong you feel like there's something missing or something mm-hmm. you should have done that you didn't do. And um, I had a lot of that early in my career. And so as a result, 
I really hated taking time off, not just because I loved it, but because I felt like I was going to miss something mm-hmm. or miss out on something. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, again, set up a system to save me from myself so that I could enjoy the holidays or enjoy a vacation without this nagging, low-level feeling of frustration or I should be doing something. So that's how the plan- the the planning came to be. And again, we're going to dive into this like hands-on in our podcast party. But essentially, if I were to give you a high level, it's like this. Actually, maybe right now, yeah, by the time you're listening to this, it is time to do this. Mm-hmm. You should yeah, schedule six that yep. comes out. You should schedule a couple of hours or an afternoon and really I think if you can get away from your office or your computer even better if you could turn your phone off or on silent wow bonus points and you get out a piece of paper and you start just you know it starts with a brain dump so I call these thought downloads where you're like everything you're thinking about regarding your business and then you start to look at things that are tasks versus projects mm-hmm. and you start to ask yourself okay what would have the most impact or what should be the highest priority when I return to my desk on January 4th or 5th or whatever day it is that you plan to go back to work. And then you make a list of things to actually physically do. So you break down the projects, the thoughts, the ideas, you just like thought download, put on some music, no distraction, no distractions. This has to be like, you have to Dig deep. What worked well this year? What what didn't work well? What do I want more of? What do I want less of? Did I love fall? Did I hate fall? Uh, do what is what are my income goals? What are my client goals? What does that look like? How many hours do I want to work? Is there anything else I want to explore? These are just great questions to ask yourself to capture everything you're thinking, so that ultimately the ultimate goal of this process is to take this list and turn it into a task list for January fourth. Mm-hmm. And here's why: if you don't do this. And some of you, okay, whatever, you're not going to listen. That's fine. Uh, Listen, I was slow. I didn't do it for years. When you sit down at your desk on January 4th and you don't have a list, you are going to be lost. I guarantee it. This could be any day. Literally. (laughs) Literally any day. I Like if I don't have a, I mean, if I don't have a list, like every Sunday evening, at least some point before Monday, sometimes I actually do it like Friday the week before to like get a Mm -hmm. preview. I do too. Before the weekend. Um, I will map out my whole week and I will ask myself, like, what are my priorities next week? What needs to get done? Because I have found that if I show up at my desk on a Thursday morning without a plan, Mm, nothing like then don't bother. Don't bother working today. Take the day off. Go do something enjoyable, self-care, because you're not actually going to get anything done without figuring out what those priorities were in the short term. Right. So, so yeah. actually, when I was teaching this for the first time, we were talking about the holidays and vacation. And then I said, this could even be for the weekend. And like you're saying, like this could be any day is uh-huh. that if you sit down at your desk on any given day and you expect just to be motivated <laughs> or to feel great about your business and what you need to work on, um, that's a fool's errand. It just yep. won't work. So if if I sat down and worked on what I felt on working on, I'd I'd be playing in Kajabi. I would be messing yeah. around with all these things that I enjoy doing, or I'd jump over to Lightroom. One of my methods of procrastination and distraction is editing. Yep. Because 
I enjoy it and it's easy. So, and, and when I finish it, I feel accomplished. So be careful. You're not using editing. That's like me doing laundry, not folding it, not folding it, but actually washing and moving it to the dryer. It's like one of my favorite tasks. Thankfully, I get to do it like every other day. And well, by the way, we've also, the kids are old enough now that I was just like, uh, a couple weeks ago, it's like, forget it. Good. I don't mind doing the laundry, but it comes out of the dryer and it just gets piled on their bed and yep. they have to fold it. I'm like, I'm, I'm done folding anyone's laundry other than mine. <laughs> yeah. You're too old for that. I mean, we're too I mature. Am, am. Yeah. I'm just not doing it. Um, But yeah, no, I, I 100% get that. And making brain dump lists like this. Super helpful. Might be my favorite thing on the planet. Yeah. because Because here's the thing. If you try to come up with the tasks you need to complete, again, you're going to struggle Yeah, because you have to look at the bigger picture. What are you trying to accomplish? What are the priorities? What are my goals? What are the, you know, there are big projects that you want mm-hmm. to work. Like, for instance, someone might be thinking, oh, I want to redo my website the first quarter of 23. Okay. Yeah. That's a great goal. But if you don't break that down into a few mm-hmm. tasks... When you sit down on January 4th, you are going to be lost. You right. need to take a project like that and say, you know, if you don't like have it already, get the domain or sign up for an account, whatever, you know, whatever right. platform you're using. Or if you already have your website, you might write down for January 4th, uh, update my about me page, test yeah. my contact form. So what I am suggesting is creating a list of tasks to do on the day that you get back that that work towards your goals and your priorities and and your this just like general feeling of accomplishment getting things done if you have a couple of lists for say those first couple of days of the new year you will be able to jump back into your business and gain your momentum back so much faster than if you didn't right i mean bottom right. line right yeah, you have and to plan Along those lines, I want to talk about motivation for a minute too, because I think a lot of people wait until they feel motivated. <laughs> but here's luck. the kicker. Once you start taking action, it's when yeah. the motivation actually kicks in. It's like a That's self-reinforcing right. kind of thing. That you start 100%. to get the momentum and then the motivation takes off. You start to see the path. And even if you don't know the whole path, at least if you know the first three to five steps, like just start. Yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. It's, it reminds me of weight loss. You know, like, right. of course, you don't feel motivated, but you do it. And then you start to see some results and you get a little bit excited. And you're like, oh, okay, this is making a difference. So that you continue on. So definitely don't wait for motivation. However, because I am an engineer, I have figured out how to manufacture it. <laughs> I always have this concept of manufacturing motivation. And that is by doing things like this. Yeah. Like, by creating a system or a process like momentum planning so that when I sit down, I have uh, the motivation is not necessarily uh, internal in there, mm-hmm. but I manufacture it because I have a good place to start. Also, I have this new concept in Elevate and um, I'd love to share it because sometimes people will say, but Heather, I don't know how. Right. I don't know how to do the website. I don't know how to update this. I don't know how to do my price list. I don't know how. So... Uh, I have two rules in Elevate. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot of rules in Elevate. Okay. These one rule is you can't say, I don't know. When I ask you like, how much money do you want to make or what are your goals? Don't tell me you don't know. That's just like the biggest line of BS ever. You know how much money you want to make. You just don't want to admit it or you're afraid you can't do it. Fair enough. But just give me a number. Like right. So 
I don't know is not allowed. And they're also no longer allowed to ask how questions. And here's why. If I taught you, this will be familiar to you. I know you've heard this. If I taught you in a book all about swimming mm-hmm. and I explained buoyancy and strokes and how you float and how you hold your breath and where you turn your head, would it would it sink in with you or would you just have to jump your ass into the water? Oh, yeah. Actually, this works out really well because my kids are getting scuba certified. Um, and Brett and I have been for many, many years, but we haven't gone diving in probably 15 plus years. So we're going through a refresher with them. Um, so we all had to go through the online like course portal. And it was pretty easy for me, Brex. We've been diving for, you know, a long, long time. Um, so it was all kind of review. But we're both reading this and we're like, dude, the kids have never done any of right. this. And they're talking about second stage regulator and your BC and this and that and how to put it on and how to get your regulator back, which these are all drills that we've done a gazillion times in the pool. Kids have never seen it or done it. Right. And I was like, this has got to be what? How scary people to do <laughs> for me before they start right. to learn. Um, so anyone anyway, was really hard. So that's the exact same thing. I'm like, they, they can answer the questions, but they don't know how to do any Correct. of that. And yeah. you won't, and they won't know how until they do it. Yep. So the how comes through the action of doing it. I don't know how to market. I don't know how to get clients. I don't know what to post. Well, okay, you have to do it so you can figure out how to do it. Right. <laughs> you get it? Well, and like, besides <laughs> the fact that between the Flourish Academy Elevate, Hire the Dog Elevate, Flourish Academy, Hair of the Dog Academy, like we've got plenty of the house. <laughs> Give me a <laughs> like, break. The house Give me right a break. there for you. So, I'm not going to tolerate it. We, yeah, you know, when people it. say they don't know how to do something, it gives them an easy excuse to not do it. Because listen, if you don't know how to do something, you, you throw up your arms and you're like, hey, I don't know how to do it. So I can't do it. So I won't mm-hmm. do it. It's almost like you're placing yourself as a victim to your website, which is ridiculous. That doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. So you can't, if, as long as you say you don't know how, you won't know how, and then you won't do it. And then you will literally reinforce the thought. So how do you do it? You just go do it. You do it and you figure it out. You just jump in the water. You figure out, okay, I don't know anything about scuba diving, but I I assume you have to figure out all the regulators and all the knobs and what everything does. Yeah, and there's a teacher. So, I mean, you have someone explaining things to you, but then you just have to do it. And then you understand, um, you know, you have a new understanding of it. So, I mean, that's the same thing with building the photography business, right? You know, like, yes, yeah, you have a teacher in in the in the content in the communities in the coaching calls and then you do it and then you get the result you wanted or the lesson that you needed <laughs> and then you can you know regroup and start again with more information like there's I think sometimes people get just really scared of making well I know this has happened to me where even with this relaunch of the academy of how am I going to position it? Are there going to be multiple levels, like people for craft, people for business? And then like, there's all these unanswered questions, right? Of what's the best way to do this? And then you get paralyzed by the fear of, but what if I set it up wrong? Like, what if I choose the wrong way to create this again? But hold on, hold on. But what if I, what if I create this in a way that is not the best way? 
Well, you know okay. the answer to yeah. that. So what? Right. Then I change it, right? <laughs> exactly <laughs> but, right. But I And I know that, but I still get stuck with that. Sure. Like we all, it's just human nature to get in this place where you have all these possibilities and opportunity in front of you and being concerned that you're going to take the wrong step. And there are very few um, permanent decisions that one can make in their life. <laughs> so we, yeah, um, we've talked about this yeah. pretty extensively in yeah. several None episodes of it about is right. photography related. <laughs> right, right, right. And in photography related decisions aren't earth shattering. But I, I want to suggest that at some point you didn't know how to use that camera. You didn't even oh, know how to turn it on. You know. Yeah. So how did you learn how to use it? Oh, you did it. The how. Yeah is learned through the doing. So you have right. to just do something. You know, I think of it like this. If you showed up at my house today and you were like, Heather, I bought you this brand new unicycle. And I was like, oh, thanks. I don't Maybe know Maybe it's how. a unicycle shaped like a chicken. <gasps> oh, that's cute. That's a good idea. I don't know how to ride a unicycle. I might get hurt. What if I get hurt? What if I fall off? What if I skin my knee? What if I break my... Okay, literally, you are probably going to do all of those things. Uh-huh. If you want to learn to ride the unicycle, guess what you're going to have to do? Get on the unicycle uh-huh. and figure out the balance and how you do it. And and the truth is, if you really wanted to join the circus, you would figure out how to do it. You would. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I actually, the, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So I just don't want anyone saying like, I don't know how to do. There's something I want to do that I don't know how. That's just not good enough for me. So I just don't want to hear I don't know how from people. I'm just not going to put up with it. That's all. <laughs> Heather's putting her foot down. Right. Yeah, no, this reminds me. I did a um a little oh gosh, what did I call them? Biz Tip Thursday. Um on this with my new blow up paddleboard that it took me four trips to the lake to figure out how to freaking use this sucker, how to mm. blow correctly, get there in my car and realize the like nine volt, twelve volt, whatever volt um is broken and I, it was a comedy of errors, but I really wanted to go out on my blow up paddleboard. So I kept going until and you I figured it out. Kept trying. Of course. And it's easy. So, yeah, I think I've done a podcast on this too. It was one of the very first ones way back almost three years ago. Can you believe it? About procrastination. And usually it is because uh, A, you don't know how to do it. So yep. you're just like, hmm. It's easier to not do it than yep. figure out how, um, or you're scared of what the result could mean or happen. Yeah, or lead to. Right, right. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing when I ask people how much money they want to make. They're they don't want to admit it, or they're afraid of what it means if they admit it and they don't and they don't achieve it. So mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Okay. The bottom line is this: you have to plan for time off from your business in a way that is effective and productive by sitting down prior to, in this case, the holidays, but this could also be a vacation, and making a plan for what you're going to do when you come back to your desk, to your office that day. I mean, like literally day and time and starting I actually start when we go through the the training on this the hands on I go through this process of the first few things I do are like really easy tasks. Like an example is I change the copyright on my website. I create my new catalogs in Lightroom, like really easy tasks that I can get something done. And then I, I'm like getting, I'm starting to get this steam train up and rolling again. You're easing into it. Yes. That's funny. I jump straight into like the big thing. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> 
I don't. I can't, my brain, my brain just can't go there. It just like it's too big or too much or something. And I yeah. need to, I need to ease into it a little, <laughs> a little bit more. No, slow. I just, yeah. Well, I usually yeah, jump in because I feel like it's I'm back and it's like I don't have my attention being pulled in all the different directions yet, so I can actually mm. focus mm. on that big piece, right. which I've been trying to make that as my like you know just eat the frog kind of thing. Yes, um, my first morning, the first like hour of the day is focusing on this big project, no matter what. Yes. Um, and that has been very helpful. And some days, yeah, I can do more and some days I can't. So yeah, yeah. right. That's it. Okay. So something. yeah, at least you're doing something right. Yep. So I hope everyone will join us next yep. week for yeah. the hands-on. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you guys go, it's um, going to be in our community and just go to hair of the dog slash community. You can join us there under um, upcoming events. There'll be a link. You can join us. If you're on the hair of the dog uh, email list, we'll also be sending out invites there. So you can join us. If you're not on that list, sign up at hair of the dog um, and get on it. We will put the links to all of those in the show notes, um, which we will find down below. And um, yeah, super excited for it. Thanks, Heather, for being here. And um, thanks again for sharing this awesome training with all of our incredible community members. Um, Again, December 15th, which is a Thursday at noon Eastern. And um, there'll be a replay, but it'll only be for a short time. So, um, and yeah, you want to join us live. Yeah, for sure. for sure, because I can but, help yeah. you. We're uh-huh. actually, we'll have the worksheet and we can work through it together and we're going to come up yep. with some ideas together as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm doing the replay mostly for all of you guys over in Australia and New Zealand. They're going to be sleeping because it's going to mm. be like way the middle of the night. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, for all of you guys that aren't sleeping or like, I don't know, doing a really important job that you can't be like sneaking off onto the internet for. <laughs> right um you guys catch a replay but definitely definitely do that um and we will see you guys then bye everybody thanks heather thank you thanks for listening to the hair of the dog podcast this was episode number 169 if you want to check out the show notes for access to any of the resources that we mentioned simply go to www.hairofthedogacademy.com slash 169 Thanks for listening to this episode of Hair of the Dog podcast. If you enjoyed this show, please take a minute to leave a review. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our upcoming episodes. One last thing. If you are ready to dive into more resources, head over to our website at www.hairofthedogacademy.com. Thanks for being a part of this pet photography community.